eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook is not available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everybody can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. You simply join a pool and you answer questions like who will make it to the next round or who will hit the most three-pointers. Then you track your results. You got to get on this. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code ROAM. Bet five bucks on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with the promo code ROAM, R-O-M-E. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus. Restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. And I remember going back, I was with about 25 people, a lot of them my family, but a lot of friends. And they said, what were you doing? I said, I was on with Jim Rome. You're on with Jim Rome. Oh, we love Jim Rome. We Incredible. love Jim Rome. So your fandom is is huge. And I, what you do, I could never do. You were on that uh, Mount Rushmore, believe me. Hey now, what's going on? Welcome to the Jim Rome Podcast. I am Jim Rome, and we are up to episode 214, and I am so excited about this one. I cannot wait to push this out. Now, two weeks ago, we rolled out the red carpet for a broadcasting icon in Brent Musburger, and we have another play-by-play legend rolling in here this week because my guest is a 40-year vet of the headset, a two-time national sportscaster of the year, and a class act top to bottom. Of course, I'm speaking of Kevin Harlan. Now, if you listen to or you watch sports on TV or radio, there is no way that you don't know Kevin because my man is absolutely everywhere. Nobody better. Nobody better, and nobody calls a game quite like he does. He currently holds down gigs with CBS, Turner Sports, and Westwood One. He calls games in the NFL, NBA, and NCAA tournament. He is the radio voice of Monday Night Football. He has broadcast 12 consecutive Super Bowls, and now he can add the original side hustle, mine, to his epic resume. So let's get right to it. I cannot wait to push out episode 214 of this podcast because it is with an absolute legend and icon, Kevin Harland, and it's coming at you right now. (music) 
Kevin, as always, I know you're on the run. You are absolutely killing every one of your assignments. I know how busy you are, especially this time of year. So it means the absolute world to me that you would take the time to do this. Thank you so much, Kevin. How are you? How you living? How are things? My privilege to be on with you, Jim. Thanks. You know, I'm a big fan. Uh, everything is great. Enjoying March Madness like everybody, but uh, uh, this is one of the highlights to visit with you. So thanks for having me on. Great I would say the same thing. I appreciate that so much. It really is an honor and a privilege to have you. So why don't we start right there, March Madness. I mean, Kevin, there are so many amazing events in all of sports, and obviously it's a matter of preference. But for my money, because of the format, because of the inherent built-in drama, I'm not sure there's a single event in all of sports, at least to me, that is better than the NCAA tournament. You have worked and covered virtually everything there is. What does the tournament represent to you and where would you rank it? Well, it, if, for three weeks, it's as uh, compelling a, a sports segment that you'll find, I think, on the entire sports calendar. Um, it may not have the, the, the depth and the body of an NFL season and certainly through the playoffs. The NBA playoffs, you know, are very compelling as the NHL and the major golf tournaments and things like that. But there is something very unique because it is college, even more than the football side, I think, Jim. The NCAA basketball tournament uh, gets the smaller Cinderella schools and everything in between right to the very top. And when you've got that and it's a wide open field with upset after upset, I, I think it just continues to draw people in knowing that teams that maybe a year ago were 2-22 and 22, now are in the Sweet 16, like Iowa State, and you've got Blue Bloods, and you've got Coach K. There always seems to be a hook every NCAA tournament, whether it's a coach, a player, a team, uh, whatever, that, that reels people in. And, and I think because it is compact, you can certainly in, you can see it, you can feel it, you can definitely put it within your calendar. It, it just has a very special a special place and and people get jazzed for it and I'm one of them I I absolutely love it, and it's an honor to be a part of it every every spring. You know, it's so well said by you, Kevin, and it never, ever disappoints. It's never the same, but it never, ever disappoints. Now, the Sweet 16 is so wide open. I can make an argument for any number of the teams. Now, I don't mean just the remaining one seeds. I can make a number of arguments for a number of teams. Do you personally think that any single team of the remaining 16 has separated themselves from everybody else, or in fact, is it wide open? No, I'm with you, Jim. I think it is incredibly wide open. Um, I don't know how many Cinderella's will go beyond the Sweet 16, but just to get here does so much for their programs and I think adds to the validity that this tournament is wide open and anybody, regardless of size or what you've done, uh, can make a move and can pull the upset and can be captivating. And and so we've gotten that. We've gotten a lot of that the first two uh, rounds, But now we get to the Sweet 16, and here is where coaching and defense in particular, I think, really can put their fingerprints on these games. It'll be very difficult, I believe, because we don't see it very often. Cinderella's do extend their season to the Elite Eight, which will come up this weekend. But right now, I mean, there's no reason to think that Duke has not empowered themselves for what they've done. I think North Carolina feels incredibly confident right now i just watched villanova and pittsburgh i handle a couple of pretty good teams and they've got senior leadership the thing jim that to me probably stands out the most about this particular ncaa basketball tournament 
are, are, are the number of graduate players that the, the transfer portal has just completely changed the landscape of the game. You've got veteran teams, players that have chips on their shoulders, players that are extending their college life and are playing so desperately because they know they're not going to make the pros here. They're not probably going to play in Europe or overseas. They know literally they are on the clock. And when you've got a player who's mature, who's been coached by college coaches and has had that feel and the appreciation for what this experience means, and maybe literally on their last breath, their last step, their last shot, um, that to me really, I think, uh, uh, takes you to a completely different level of desperation. And, and those, I think, those stories will mark these next two rounds, the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. And we'll become even more familiar with these players that are playing for their third or fourth school, in the case of some of these kids, who are given a second chance and really embracing that opportunity. Oh, yeah. I love that sound. That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. What Shopify does is it gives entrepreneurs the resources that were once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. Listen, I know where we started and where we are right now, and I do not plan on stopping there. Because success is a million milestones on a forever evolving path. And Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Do this for me. No, do this for you. Go to shopify.com slash Rome, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. You have to try this. Grow your business with Shopify today, go to shopify.com slash R-O-M-E. That's shopify.com slash Rome, R-O-M-E, all lowercase. Do it. Check it out. Now, Kevin, it's a fascinating description that you just shared. And I don't know if it's because, and I don't know where you come out on this. Maybe it's because of where I am in my life, professionally, personally. But I'm seeing the tournament with almost like a fresh set of eyes. And it relates to exactly what you're talking about. Like, it's always been there, I suppose. But this heart, this grit, this sense of urgency, this desire, this willingness to lay it on the line. I mean, maybe it all sounds kind of cliche. But I'm just seeing a ferocity that I've never seen before from these, quote, kids. And I've never been more inspired by it. Like, I was talking to Shaheen Hallway, and he said to me, and I felt the energy, you know, like, 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 cat. I love that energy. And I said to Shaheen, it's, it really is something like, it's got to be juice, right? And he said, listen, I don't know. And I'm paraphrasing. He said, I don't know how you win at the game of basketball, or in fact, you win at the game of life without that energy. And that guy in particular just oozes it. But what I'm getting at is when you watch these tournament games and you're seeing this, are you seeing a level of intensity and a sense of urgency and do you draw any inspiration from it it's so different than the nba jim i'm on that beat you know all the time and and i appreciate the skill and and what these players at that level do but when you come to this tournament and you watch these kids and you know how much it means i mean they're playing it's single elimination you lose you go home there is no series there is no tomorrow i mean this this is it. And none of us know what, what tomorrow's going to hold anyway. But for these kids, when there's a defined 
you know, path that they're on and structure that they're playing within, uh, it's incredibly clear. I mean, it, it, they've played it their whole lives, whether they were in high school or AAU and certainly at the college level, but there, there is a finality to it. And, and, and I think that's what, what these coaches stress to these kids and, and, and they themselves probably don't even embrace or really realize until it happens. When you lose, it is over. And the finality is so sudden and so incredibly hard um, that, that you look around and you say, there is no practice tomorrow. There is no, you know, checking into the training room. There is no, you know, extra workout that needs to be had or extra shooting drill that we can do, or let's open the gym late. Like all that is gone. There is no more travel to take care of. No, you know, all of it is gone. Something you, the routine that you've lived by. And so I think when that begins to set in, especially with these older kids, those grad transfers we were just talking about, you know, it it, it really, they understand it. If you're a one and done, you know, you've played AAU, you've played high school, and now you've played a con, now I'm going to the pros, you know, like, like it's, it's moving so fast, like sometimes, you know, your head's spinning, right? Your head's on a swivel and it, it is, it's turning. But when you've played two, three, four, five, six years at the college level, and been a part of so many different friends and personalities and experiences and games and, and wins and losses. And like all this stuff, it just kind of, it just kind of, it's an avalanche of emotion. And these players are very cognizant of it. And these coaches don't paint a different kind of picture. I mean, they, they lay it on the line. They tell them exactly what it is. Kids want to hear the truth. Players always want to hear, they don't want to hear a bunch of BS from a coach. Well, if you continue, they, they don't want to hear anything. They want to hear, they want to give, give me the terms, lay it out, be stark, be, be, be honest. And, and, and if it's got to be brutal, make sure you make it real brutal. Cause I want to get the message. And I want to know that when I step on that floor and when that buzzer sounds, you know, there's, there are consequences here. And so, yeah, like you were saying, you just see diving for loose balls and hurtling their bodies into the stands and tears at, 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 when, when, when they've missed a shot or lost a big opportunity in a game. And it's, it, it's hard to watch for a lot of these kids and their families, Jim, you know, in those stands, think how many practices those moms and dads and grandparents and family friends have taken these kids to since they're five, six, seven years old, all the practices, all the ups and downs, the wins, the losses, all these things. And here you've got these young minds just trying to comprehend and make some kind of sense of it and wrap their minds around it. Uh, you know, you get the sense here. It's emotional on so many levels. Thus, you've got the intensity you're talking about. You've got the, the flavor of these games, which maybe you don't see year round, but you see obviously during these three weeks it's so well said kevin it's so true too like the sacrifices made by all these family members and the players and the coaches themselves i mean i know it's like even as a parent to sit and watch my son play high school baseball and i feel the high stakes i can only imagine what it's like at the highest level for these families you mentioned the nba kevin let me just jump around a little bit hard to imagine but given the broadcast life that you've had, you had never called an NBA All-Star game before this year. Now, you know the players approach playing that game a little bit differently. How did you approach calling that game? And then what was it like to finally check that box? Well, it's like a video game, right? And that there was a big box to check, Jim, and you're very kind to mention that. It was an honor to sit in Marv Albert's seat. Marv has been our All-Star game announcer for over 20 years. He actually, and I didn't know this until after the game, was in Cleveland and not too far in back of us in our broadcast position. And I think about him 
and, and what he's meant to pro basketball, the NBA, the broadcast business, what he's meant to Turner sports and how, you know, he has handled gracefully, you know, stepping aside, retiring at, at his own choosing and, uh, and how much of an honor it was for me to be chosen to sit in that seat. And I texted him literally 15 minutes before the tip off Jim of that all-star game. And I said, I may be in the seat right now, but Marv, this will always be your seat. Not knowing that he was right in back of me mm. um, and watching everything, but I feel that way about him and, and, and the people like him uh, that have been good to many young broadcasters like myself over the years, giving advice and paving the way so that, that, you know, these seats mean something that, that position, that headset, when you put it on, you know, it means something. When I do Monday night football games, for Westwood one, when I sit in that chair and when I put on that headset, I think of, uh, of Marv who did it for eight years. I think of Jack Buck who did it 17 Super Bowls. I've been lucky enough to do 12, uh, Jim Simpson and, 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 and Lindsey Nelson and Don Cricky and all these great names that have been in that Monday night football seat. But I think of, of greats like Marv Albert and sitting in his seat for that all-star game. It was great, but you know, I was, I, I like, like with the Super Bowl, Jim, I treat it like, um, in my mind, it's okay. It's gotta be like any other game. Now, clearly it's not, but if you treat it like, if you go into it, that do your same preparation and don't get, you know, awestruck by seeing all these incredible athletes, uh, you can, you can, I think better manage the broadcast. And I think, I think I was able to do that and look forward to hopefully more all-star games, uh, ahead that I'll do that. But, uh, listen, that that's a Bob Costas was in that all-star seat and, and Dick Stockton had done it. So, I mean, Hall of Fame broadcasters, and I just felt very lucky to be there that See, night. Kevin, it's so, it's so significant to me. I mean, I can hear it in your voice, the, the sort of reverence you have for those who came before you. Craving some protein after a good workout? Do not make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender and made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. Old Trapper is a family-owned business. They take their smoked beef extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Like, who wants dried, tough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal, and it comes in four amazing flavors. Old-fashioned, teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy. So the next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see the quality that you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you do not see it, clones, be sure to ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? Do you find yourself thinking a lot about legacy and thinking about those who came before you and thinking about the history of the business and the responsibility that comes along with maintaining and even elevating the standard of those who came before you? Well, I do, as I'm sure you do in what you do, because you, you've you reached the highest of, of, of the, the rung in, in, the, in the business that you're in, the side of the business that you're in, and everyone knows you in your Hall of Fame credentials. And I know that you, you don't rest on your laurels. And I like to feel that I'm constantly improving. I'm never really satisfied with what I do and anything that I do, but I do like the challenge of trying to get better. And I don't really think about legacy because uh, to be quite honest, um, when I look at the the historic names, Jim, that have done play-by-play of Super Bowls or of NBA games or, or NFL games on TV, and I'm lucky enough to be at CBS 
Um, I, you know, I, I, I feel uh, woefully short, quite honestly. There have been so many unbelievable broadcasters that have been in that seat, done those games, whether it's a regular season week eight game in Kansas City at Arrowhead or a, a playoff game or the Super Bowl that I did this past year in Los Angeles. Um, it, it's hard, quite honestly, for me not to be incredibly humbled by that position and know that, that you know, the, the people that I'm sit, I'm broadcasting like they did, I mean, these are the people that I grew up with. And I don't know if any of us ever, if, if you've had an idol that you ever really feel you meet that idol's, you know, eye to eye. And, and, and I, I, I say that in, a, in my mind, right off the bat, what comes to mind is I, I saw when we had the All-Star game in Cleveland, they had the top 75 players that were still living there. And Michael Jordan was the last player that was introduced. And he is the only player that the other players that were there turned around to really watch step onto that, onto that stage. I was taken by that. But then, Jim, when the cameras were off and the group was, was uh, leaving that stage and walking back to their seats or back to the uh, other areas of the arena, LeBron had come up and seen Jordan. Now, if you recall, and I know you have seen this picture, when LeBron was about 16, 17-year-old, there is a classic picture of LeBron in a ball cap and Jordan walking by and extending his hand and them shaking hands when Jordan was at the very top of his game and LeBron was this high school kid in Akron, Ohio. And I'm sure LeBron probably in his bravado thought, oh, I'm going to be as great as Jordan. And as it's turned out, he probably is statistically definitely and, and otherwise. But even then, even the great LeBron, to me, this is just my own personal observation. When LeBron shook Michael's hand, he had the same look on his face that he did 20 years earlier when he was 17 in that hallway in Cleveland meeting the great Michael Jordan. And uh, that, that's, that's just what it is. I think with all of our heroes, with all the idols that we ever latch on to and, and then idolize, uh, I don't know that we could ever look at them like eye to eye, like Costas uh, texted me the other day. And the first thing I did when Costas texted me on something is I ran to my wife and I said, look who just texted me, Bob Costas. Bob <laughs> you know, I mean, that that's how I feel about the Costases and the and Marv and, 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 you know, before him, Buck and all these other great announcers that, that we, we are lucky enough to be, I can continue to say in their shadow in this business. I think that's amazing. I think that really is amazing. I think we all kind of feel that way about Bob Costas. I mean, there's really nobody who's ever been like Bob Costas. Nobody Greatest, do. Jim. Jim, I, I, I think, you know, he's done, he's, he's, he has hosted and he has done the play-by-play at the highest level and been the number one guy in each. Uh, like if there's a Mount Rushmore of broadcasters, uh, it, it has to include Costas and maybe as the first face. I, I, I think he's the greatest sportscaster of my generation and not just because I idolize him and, 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 and just admire him in so many ways. I just think he's the most talented with words and pacing and voice and, and just what he's done in his incredible, incredible, unreachable career. You know, Kevin, you will not get an argument from me. I, I hold him in the same regard that you do. He's just, he's brilliant. He really is he absolutely is. brilliant. And I would say to you, and, and in no way, don't, 
don't take this the wrong way. I just normally don't play the Mount Rushmore game because I think that's one of those formats where guys come in, they roll in right before their show and say, hey, let's play that Mount Rushmore game. But I've never been more interested in it than I am right now. In fact, I badly want to play that game with you right now. So if he's on that Mount Rushmore, who else, in your opinion, goes up there? Well, I, I, I'm play-by-play oriented, and Bob did a lot of play-by-play and still does and does for Major League Baseball Network, but I just remember him from NFL and NBA. So Costas is definitely there. Um, I, and, and I'm, I'm going to be play-by-play uh, uh, centric in this, I guess. I, I think uh, Pat Summerall is there, and I, I, I love the NFL. I used to try when I was 11, 12 years old, used to imitate Summerall and his voice and and while in my mind I hear it I hear myself on tape and go oh my god I'm what I, I, I but but that that's that's the that's what I hear in my head so I would put Summerall there, um, uh, you know I think Mike Emmerich, um, and Al Michaels probably and I, and I'm leaving out so many others like right now I think the best announcer right now play by play announcer right now is Dan Schulman voice. Um, you know, he could be the number one guy at any network and, and that's not a slide on, on Jim or Joe or, or anybody else. But, but I, I think I, I would put, uh, I, I, Dan Schulman to me right now is the single best voice in our business broadcast voice. Uh, but my Mount Rushmore Costas Summerall, um, and, uh, and I, I Mike, uh, Emmerich and Al Michaels, uh, probably j- just because I just admire those gentlemen on on so many levels, and 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 see, I, like I'd have to have a fifth. I'd have to have Marv on there because he's the greatest basketball announcer that the game has ever had. And uh, and I, I, Dick Stockton, Dick Stockton, to, I, I admire. I am friends with Dick. I was with him at Fox. Uh, I think Dick Stockton is is in that conversation, and and you you can't include it without. Uh, Jack Buck and and maybe his son Joe. I mean, right? We start we start getting into this thing now. We start thinking about all these names. Um, but but uh, Michaels, Emrick, Summerall. You know, we haven't talked about Ray Scott. Uh, you know, there's another name. And then I'd begin with Costas. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it is nice to have them answered by a real person. You know, somebody who can actually understand your issues and work to resolve them. In other words, what you do not need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. No wonder we call it live customer service. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Now, I appreciate your thoughts on that very much, Kevin. You know, really quickly, you, because of your St. Louis background and because your father was in the business, you actually were so lucky. You would go to the Cardinals games, the baseball games, and you could actually, as a kid, I know this for a fact, could sit in the back of the broadcast booth and see the legendary (laughs) Jack Buck work for KMOX, which is an absolute monster. You mentioned Joe, though, and I want to ask you something really quickly about Joe. Like, we're all aware that social media, Kevin, is both the best and worst thing ever. Like, it's the worst thing ever because people with nothing better to do can just assemble and hate because it's so much easier to do that than, I don't know, actually spend time working on yourself and becoming a better human being or better at whatever it is you want to do. But, like, Twitter has sort of arbitrarily decided that it just doesn't like Joe Buck at all. Well, I mean, they're actually probably, Kevin, people who don't like Joe. I'm just saying from where I'm coming from, this guy is a bleeping 
pro. Joe Buck makes things that are really difficult look really easy and sound easy. I have nothing but respect for the guy and his consistency. Like, what do you think about Joe and his work? Well, he's a friend, so I'm, I'm probably biased. But if I wasn't a friend and heard him, I would think he is at the very top of our business. And he's done it. And, and think about everything that he's done from a very early age. When Fox got the rights to the NFL, they had Summerall and Dick Stockton as their top two broadcasters. And then they said, let's go young and find the next generation of broadcasters, guys that are in their late 20s, um, early 30s. And they hired four people. And I was lucky enough to be in that group with Joe, with Kenny Albert, and with Tom Brenneman. And we were the four that filled out their roster of six uh, NFL announcers. And so I got to know Joe there. We've crossed paths over the years. Um, and we're friendly. And his dad means so much to me and our family because my dad was with the Cardinals, the baseball Cardinals, and Jack Buck was a friend. And um, I, like you said, I used to sit in the back of Harry Carey and Jack Buck's booth at KMOX at Bush Stadium when I was a kid, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old. So, uh, right, I, I, I feel that way. But even if that had never happened, uh, as objectively as I can be, he's almost a flawless broadcaster. He gets excited when he needs to. He, he is he's concise with his words, what you need on TV. He has a terrific voice. He is compelling to listen to with stories that, that, that you know, that all of us tell. Um, he, he's almost the perfect broadcaster in those terms. And, and I can't, I, I can't, I'm not a social media person, so I don't go there. Uh, Vern Lundquist gave me some advice many years ago, and I have followed it. And I have not gone there. Uh, but, but, uh, but, but clearly, uh, th- there seems to be, uh, for whatever reason, th- that portion that gets on them. And I wonder if they just do it out of just being trying to be funny or if they really mean it. Because I don't know how, if you know the business and you know how good he is, how you could possibly say that. To me, he is second to none. And I have a profound respect for Joe Buck. I see it the same way. And I appreciate your thoughts on that. So, Kevin, I know, and I'm picking my spots here because I so appreciate your time and I have such respect for it. I know you mentioned legacy is not something you think about, but there is a legacy play here because one of your own is following in your footsteps. In fact, you and your daughter, Olivia, made history when you became the first father-daughter duo to call an NFL playoff game last season. What an incredible thing that is. What an amazing thrill that must have been. Can you put into words what that day was like? Well, you're so nice to mention that, Jim. Thank you. We're very pr- we have four children, three daughters, and our son, and we're proud of all of them and love them each the, the, the exact same. She's just the one that has chosen to get into this business and when she went, you know, and when she came to me when she was in high school and said, I think I want to pursue this, I say, you know, we, and we talk extensively about the business, even to this day, it, it's harder for a woman. It just is because they'll look at me and I'll do a stand up or they'll hear me and I'm just another guy. But whenever a woman, for whatever reason, gets on the air and certainly is on camera, you're judged not on what you say or how you sound or what a pro you are, what a reporter you are. You're judged on earrings and lipstick and hair and clothes, like all this other stuff that is so incredibly unfair, but that's the world we're in. And if you're ready for that and we'll, and, and we'll work hard and I'll know by, and she went to the university of Georgia and she put her time in and I know exactly how hard she worked because you've got to love this business. This is not a business where you can just kind of just flippantly move and, and skip along and, and, and try to, you know, dig your roots in and be successful. You can't. Anybody that's successful in the business, and you're a prime example, the hours you put in, the hours that you need to put in to make it in this business uh, is immense. And, and, and the weight of, of, of that 
uh, challenge uh, is not for everybody. And, and she met that challenge in, in so many ways. She embraces the challenge to this day. She enjoys getting better. Um, uh, we, we have had a, a lot of talks about this, but uh, to have the chance through Westwood One uh, to do an NFL Monday night game a couple years ago, first uh, uh, father-daughter national NFL broadcast, and then do a playoff game uh, this past year, uh, certainly, I mean, with any parent, you, you're, you're so gratified with any success your child may have, but, but certainly being in this business as tough as it is, um, I was incredibly proud of her mom and I, uh, were just uh, think so highly of how she's handled her life and what she's doing and how she's going about it. So yes, thank you for that's So kind of you, so kind of you to mention, but we, we think about that often, how blessed we are that, 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 uh, that happened and how lucky we were fortunate. We were to have that, that occurrence. Such an amazing story. Such a great, great thing. So Kevin, really quickly, before you go, a couple of things about your background, which I love, love. Now you have ties to Missouri and you have ties to Wisconsin. I love the Wisconsin. Well, I love both, but I love the Wisconsin angle because we have a son, Jake, our oldest son. We have two sons and he's a junior at the university of Wisconsin, Madison. I know you were oh born my in Milwaukee. Goodness. I did not know that. How yes. That? So it, gets better not to get too personal but i'm curious where do you spend your summers or how much time do you spend in wisconsin still well i grew up in green bay and um uh we there's an area north of green bay about 80 miles it's a it's a peninsula you can see it on a map it's a peninsula it, it sticks out about 80 miles out into lake michigan it's an area called door county it's it, the french named it death's door because of the confluence of the bay of green bay meeting the waters of lake michigan and there are hundreds and hundreds of shipwrecks in and around the area. So it's called Door County, Death's Door. And, uh, and, and with my summers open and I finish with the playoffs in the NBA and don't start again till NFL preseason, we've got about three months off. And we decided, Ann and my wife, we've been married 35 years, and we decided that we'd like to take our kids to something different in the summer to learn how to sail and and, and, and be a part of a different region. And, and that's, we live in Kansas City, but, but go to Wisconsin in the summer and have really enjoyed that. We're close to my mom and dad. They're both still living in their mid-80s. So that has been great. I do the Packers preseason. I have since 2003, so that's convenient. And then they've had a chance to kind of live a different kind of lifestyle. We live in the Midwest, but we go on the uh, Great Lakes in the summer. So they've learned to uh, sail and, and they work at little ice cream stores and candy stores and and have met a whole different group of friends from the Chicago area and from uh, the Twin Cities. And uh, it, so it, it's really been fun. It, it's, it's been, uh, uh, you know, I, I look at my career, Jim, in my life, and I think we all, all anybody would have, you know, what, you, what, are, you, what are your dreams? Like, what do you think about, like, when you're 15 and 20 and 25? Like, like what, what do you want your family to be like? What would you like your career to like be like? What would you like your, your, your personal life to be like? And, and uh, by the grace of God, everything that, that we've ever planned or I've ever dreamt of, uh, including meeting the girl in my dreams, has is, is come true. So it's, uh, that has been a very nice part of our family and being up there in the summer. And, and really, be, I travel so much the year round. It's, it's great to be up there as a family every summer. And we have got great stories and wonderful pictures. We've done it now for about three decades, and it's been a, uh, a real blessing for us. My real man, lucky. it's so great, and I understand it, and I'll tell you why I understand it, and I can't wait to ask you this because I do not have a map in front of me. Believe it or not, the last few years, we bought real estate, and we built a house in, wait for it, Kevin, Eagle River. Oh, you're kidding. I how know I played far? hockey in Eagle River when I was a kid. I oh, know exactly where okay. you are. Okay, how far are we from you? 
Well, to Green Bay, we're an hour and a half drive from where we are uh, north of Green Bay to the Green Bay Airport. It's an hour and 25 minutes exactly because I've made that trip about uh, 500 times. And then from Green Bay to where you are is, I'd say, a three-hour drive, maybe four. Um, I know they've built uh, the infrastructure has changed since I was in high school. We would take those bus trips to play hockey there yeah. um, for our high school team. But, you know, I, I know exactly where you are and what a beautiful, beautiful part of the country. And how about that? You buy it. Terrific. You'll, you'll, you'll enjoy every second of it. No, for the same reason you mentioned, it's for the exact reason that you mentioned. My wife, Janet, wanted to make sure that we had a place that the kids want to come back to where we could have memories (laughs) and a different sort of thing to do in the summertime. Kevin, one last thought. You mentioned Kansas City. I'm really curious, like, I mean, you could talk about this for a long, long time, but another absolutely wild day in the NFL. What was your reaction to the Chiefs sending Tyreek Hill to Miami? And then I'll let you go, but I got to get your reaction on that if you don't mind. Well, I like the boatload of picks they got, Jim. They, 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 this is a great receiver-type draft, and I think they're going to be able to get a lot of uh, players to, to take that position, not certainly meet the, the high standards that Tyreek set for that position with his five, six Pro Bowls, but, but uh, he was expensive. And we know that they've put a half, half a billion dollars into their quarterback, so the, the, they've got to be very, very uh, judicious with how they spend their money and he was just too expensive. And I think the Chiefs were ready to match, you know, what maybe Miami was offering. But at the end of the day, he's gone. The Chiefs have now secured something for their future, which is going to be huge. They'll get these great young receivers, hopefully, in their view, uh, at a better price. And they're going to have to kind of operate on that plane because they're, they're not going to have a chance. They just got uh, Juju Smith-Schuster uh, signed him from Pittsburgh. So they do have a veteran there. They got a Hall of Fame tight end. Uh, and they've got some receivers that have really not emerged as much. Maybe they will out of the shadow of, of Hill. Uh, and and uh, Tyreek Hill, to me, is one of the most unique players in the NFL. There's only one like him. Uh, with his size, his speed, his quick twitch, uh, he does things that are very, very special. But the Chiefs probably lost a little bit of their offensive essence with him leaving. They, they designed so much around what he can do because he is so unique uh, Miami is getting a, a terrific addition to help to his progress, but the Chiefs probably lost a little bit of themselves today, quite honestly, and they got to hope that they uh, strike it rich in the draft. Uh, financially, it'll make more sense. They plan better for their future, but my goodness, that, that that's a pretty important piece of the Mahomes success story to give up. Yeah, I really agree with you. I don't think there is another player in a league with so many unique players and unique talents. I don't think there is another guy quite like Tyreek Hill, but there is the business of the business. Kevin, I cannot tell you, given your schedule, what is on your plate, this was a big, big ask on my part, and I can't tell you how much I respect and appreciate you, and I'm so thrilled for the opportunity to spend this kind of quality time with you. Thank you so much for making time for that. Such a great listen. I know my listeners feel the same way, and there is so much love and respect for you and i really do appreciate it so much kevin thank you jim an honor to be with you a privilege to be on your show and visit with you and i i'm a, i say a lifelong fan it seems like i've been listening to you forever and, and the respect i have for you is immense and uh it was my privilege to visit thank you for having me on it's always nice to visit thank you my man you absolutely have to love 
and respect Kevin Harlan. I mean, my man's been at this for four decades and still shows up every single day. I mean, every single day to every single opportunity with that enthusiasm, that energy, that focus. He still loves the games. He still loves broadcasting the games, and it shows more than ever. So it was absolutely great to get some of that energy, some of that vibe in here. It pumps me up. I have immense respect and admiration for Kevin, and I'm so thankful that he was able to carve out that time for us, and especially this time of year, because if anybody is busy, that man is busy. That was so much fun, and as you can tell, I'm still hyped up. If you got as much out of that conversation as I did, and you're looking for a lot more where that came from, then you are in the right spot. This is the kind of premium, free, unfiltered content that you should always expect from the original Side Hustle, and it's exactly what we've been delivering for well over 200 episodes now. So let's make sure that we run it back and catch up then. In the meantime, I have some of your voicemails for you. First new message. Eric Gilson and up in Napa. My God, I'm so glad I'm not driving right now. That has been so funny to listen to that best of... Oh, my God. Classic stuff, man. The show keeps getting better and better. Since 1997, oh, my God. I've never laughed as hard as I have in the last 24 hours. Great shows lately. Keep it up, man. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Message saved. Next message. What's up, Vince? Mac is Brady. So yesterday, I kid you not, I saw our neighborhood panhandler with an eight-foot stick and a string tied to the end of it, and then that string tied to a cup so that he could stand on the curb and fish for donations without having to step into traffic. The thing even had a bobber tied to the string. Now, I'm not about making light of someone in a tough situation. I don't do that. But I know you're getting tired of the clones making up stuff to war irate Craig to one, so I figured you would appreciate a real-life story. Message saved. Next message. Romy, Justin, and Melbourne. You know, I find it kind of disturbing that one of these voicemail callers is having dreams about you. But then the other day, I woke up to having a dream about Rick. What in the fuck is wrong with me? And, of course, he was flossing and bragging about some accomplishment he did. But I don't know if I need to go seek some help. But that is not the dreams I want to be having each night. Message saved. Next message. Dude, Steven Sanderfell here. You're a... What's your beef segment today is just is off the hook. It's always off the hook. It's far off. Your diatribe about those idiot, moron, dope, stag, losers. Heaven's Gate was, was priceless, classic. Thanks. Holy hell. See ya. Message saved. You have no more messages. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 